0: Welcome to the What's Good Dough podcast, and get ready to level up. But before we continue with the show, I want to introduce you to my two show sponsors, Uni Pizza Ovens and Cordo Olive Oil. Let's start with Uni. They are the number one pizza oven company in the world with the best community there is. Because of their ovens, I have made some of the most amazing pizzas. From round pies to squares, I'm able to get to temperatures of up to 900 degrees, allowing me to cook the pizzas of my dreams. If you're looking to grow your pizza business, buying an Uni makes sense. My past guest, Ryan of Sanctuary Pizza, has a mobile catering company powered by Uni. These powerful ovens are efficient, lightweight, and can be used almost anywhere. Whether you take pizza seriously like me or want to run a pizza operation like Ryan, Uni is the choice for you. Use the link in the show notes and join the Uni community. My second show sponsor is Cordo Olive Oil. At first, I didn't believe that olive oil mattered. It wasn't until I got educated and learned about the difference between commodity oil and Cordo's fresh-squeezed olive oil that I ditched the supermarket stuff. Today, I only use Cordo Olive Oil when it comes to making my dough and even doing a post-bake drizzle. Mm. I have even made some amazing pesto with it. Oh my goodness. Cordo's high quality olive oil does really elevate anything it touches. My buddy Chris, who runs a slice of New Jersey, just switched over to Cordo. Not only is he getting quality, but he ended up saving money by switching over too. If you're still unsure of the difference, pizza operators can sign up for a free olive oil tasting. Use the link in the show notes to learn more. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my show sponsors and supporting this show.
1: It's fair to say my uni career has, is a complete life changer. And that's an understatement. It, it really has changed my life.
0: That was Scott of Scott's Pizza Project. And it's your boy, Idriff. And you're listening to the What's Good No podcast. Whether it's pizza, business, or life, my guests and I are always talking about ways we can level up. Today, we're going to follow up with our good friend, Scott, who was on our show in early 2021. When I interviewed this viral pizza sensation, he was not yet an UNI ambassador, so we catch up on his life ever since then. He also gives us his best tips and strategies on taking your best pizza photos. And finally, he shares with us some exciting news regarding his new book, The UNI Pizza Project. For your convenience, there's an auto-generated transcript on my website. Just go to what'sgoodough.com/slash scott. Link to that and other important links are going to be in the show's description. This is an amazing episode, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And remember to always ask, What's good dough? Hello, Pizza Pals. I have with me today a very, 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 very special guest. Scott is back, joining us from Scott's Pizza Project. If you don't know who he is, check out the first interview. He is just an amazing pizza maker, amazing community builder on Instagram, and now, and now, an author of an amazing pizza book. Scott, welcome to the show. How are you doing, bud? Thank you. I'm really good, thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. It's so good to have you back just because... It's been over a year since we last chatted on the podcast, and yeah. so much has has gone on.
1: Yeah, it has. It's been a crazy, well, just over a year now, I think. Yeah, well,
0: it's been busy. It has, I'm sure, for the both of us. But it, yeah, you definitely. know, just to be able to call you a friend and keep tabs on you and just chat whenever we have the time. It's it's good that we it's good that we have that.
1: Yeah, it is, and it's it's a nice thing to have, and that's what. The community, the pizza community in general is just, it still amazes me now, really, how you can be so close to people that you've never met. It's like, (laughs) it's really, it's really strange, but it's good. It's really nice.
0: Yeah. Believe that too. Well, you know how it goes. There is one way that I like to start the show. There's no right or wrong answer. What's good dough? I've thought about this long and hard and I didn't want to say
1: the same thing as I said before. So I'm going to go quite simple with my answer on what's good dough for me is it can be any dough that just makes people happy. I think that's as clear as it can be really, because the reason I say that is because uh, quite recently I had a lot of friends and family over um, for a big pizza party for Uni Day, actually, it was uh, the recent Uni Day, um, and so I, admit I had to make quite a big batch of dough, um, which I don't normally do, um, and it didn't really turn out as well as my dough normally does. I think maybe because it was a bit of a hectic day, so it got left a bit longer than I would normally leave it. Um, it was quite a hot day as well, so I think it was a bit overproved, so I was a bit. I was a bit worried, really, because I put a lot of pressure on myself when I'm cooking for other people. I really want it to be perfect, and and then I, the first two pizzas came out, and I was a bit like, mm, "I'm not. They they don't look as good as normal." Um, so I was a bit I was a bit annoyed, really. But then I looked around and I looked in my garden, and people were eating it, and I could hear some of the comments saying how nice it was, and and I just thought. Well that's that's what it's all about. It, I might think it's not very good, but if everyone else does then that's that's all that counts really. Just
0: making people happy. What would you do differently next time you uh throw an uni day party?
1: Like I think I'd probably reduce my hydration a little bit on the dough just in case I was leaving it a bit longer because I I think my problem was people started arriving not everyone arrives at the same time so all my time all my time planning went out the window straight away um but i think if you reduce the hydration a little bit it gives you a little bit more leeway um on that on that amount of time but but other than that no i don't think i'd do much differently because we got the kids involved they were making like stretching and topping their own pizzas like we did mini ones and they they loved it and that side of it was really good like seeing people get involved especially the younger like the kids and they they had a great time and like they were so proud of what they'd made like and how nice it tasted and that was really that was really good I'd I'd
0: encourage anyone to do that if you have family over just get get everyone involved and it relieves some of the pressure off of you because you technically, you essentially have a team there, you know, they're yeah. taking care of toppings. You can maybe help stretch it out and then load it in and then they can finish it off when it gets out of the oven, take away all yeah. the hard parts and give them some of the easier things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Moving things along, you know, I I, I said to you that I wanted to con- just continue on where we left off in the conversation. I don't want to give too much background. If you want to get to know Scott, Uh, he has an amazing, you know, story thus far. And so you can, I'll link the original episode in the show notes. A lot of people have listened to it already, but just to move things along the moment we posted that, um, podcast, not the moment, but like weeks after you made a special announcement, uh, with your relationship with uni. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it was like two weeks after, I think it was, and I still, to this day, um, I have to thank you because I believe my first episode with you contributed to me becoming an ambassador because Uni reached out to me and told me that they had listened to the podcast and loved my story and how I came across etc and it was only a week after, after that that I then had the offer to be part of the ambassador program so yeah I I thank you for that because I think it really did help it was um, it's a good opportunity for people to see who you are as a real person and not like an Instagram account because you can you can try your best to make it personal on your account but actually speaking to someone and having the chance to talk about your journey and what you've gone through. Um, I think that's a really good opportunity for anyone that can, that can have that.
0: I am not going to take any credit at all. If anything, I gave you that space to talk and if that helped, cool, but you were going to get it no matter what. And and many congrats. Uh, I guess, what is life been like as an UNI ambassador for a little over a year now?
1: I've I've re- it was a really um proud moment um it's I think from from day 1 of being having my Instagram page and my uni oven it's I just felt a real connection with with the brand it just felt it just felt right i think sometimes you get a feeling of things of companies and brands that you just click with and like I say, it just felt right from the word go, and I didn't. I never knew what was gonna happen um, going forward, but I always had an ambition to just be part of the brand in in some capacity. Not necessarily become an ambassador. Um, it's not something I thought to myself straight away. Right, I want to be. I want to be an Uni ambassador. I'm gonna do it because I think it does have to be natural you have to you have to get how you are as a person across because i think that's what only look for in people it's not just about what your pizza looks like Um, it's about what you how you are as a person because i know they value their 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 core values very highly and i think they look for people who share those those values of, of just being a good honest person really so yeah i just felt a connection straight away and then i'd done a couple of bits and bobs with uni over before i was an ambassador they i had one of my recipes put in their father's day recipe book um in 2020 um and then i did another um, recipe for their website which um, was featured on their website and so it, it was kind of like um a developing journey really and then it all came to fruition in last last year and and since then it's just been great it's been it's been busy it's been it's been different um because I think when you make because I still make content for myself um but when you're also making monthly content for someone else so it's like an added, it's an added pressure, really. And I think because I'm, because you're making it for someone else, you always want it to be, well, I always want it to be the best anyway, but you want it even better if, if you're making it for someone else. So, like I say, it's been very busy, but very, very enjoyable as well. And I think that's the, that's the key to, it has to stay enjoyable. I think the moment you start finding it too much, almost like a job um, rather than a hobby, I think that's, that's a, a, something you have to be careful with. But I, yeah, I'm still absolutely loving it. Still love working for them. or um, well, not working for them, but working with them. Um, and yeah, um, long may it continue
0: in addition to having just this beautiful Instagram that you have, you are also, like I mentioned in the intro, a community builder, someone who is responding and, and uni sees that. And that's just the type of person you are. And so just sticking to who you are authentically and organically and not doing certain things just so you can get noticed, I think is key because people can just read through that, right? They can see, they can smell the fake, you know, even though it's like, you're not, right next to you it's like the screen the screen shares a lot of who a person is
1: yeah i I think that's right and if you're there's a lot of um it goes on unseen as well because you can be responding to private messages helping people um who come into you with questions and want help with certain things and but no one physically sees that are you doing that because that's all done in private but it's if you didn't if you weren't doing it naturally you wouldn't you wouldn't be helping those people and and I think one of the biggest things that I enjoy doing is helping people because everyone starts somewhere Uh, and I remember starting myself and I'd reached out to other people who helped me and People don't have to help. I I think that's an important thing to remember when, but the people that do help, they're taking time out of their own, whatever they're doing to help you. And it's just a great feeling when you can help someone and someone responds back, say in a day or two's time when they've made some pizzas and they come back to you saying, well, I just wanted to say they turned out really well really appreciate your help it's things like that which make it all worthwhile it's um so it's and that's something that i never get tired of doing it's um it can be time consuming don't get me wrong it's you could be spending a long time going through messages and and queries and stuff but like i say when you get when people are grateful and
0: and thankful it's it's just a good feeling i want to talk to you about um you know, one thing that you had mentioned to me before is that, like, you are, how do I put this? You're making an extra effort to, I guess, perfect your Instagram photos. And, and maybe the word is, like, optimizing it. You're optimizing your Instagram photos um, to increase engagement. Um, and I would love to spend some time on that because I think if you know, my audience has told me one thing is that we're all on the Instagram community. If, if we could, you know, expose some of the secrets, I think, I think people would get a lot of value from this.
1: A lot of my photography is done by my wife. She's a, she's a very good, she's not a professional photographer, but she's, she's very good. And since we started out, um, although, although I'm what you I suppose you could call me the face of the account. It's very much a team effort and we do things together. And I'll even include my daughter in that team. So if we're, if me and my wife are outside doing some photography, my daughter Lily will be inside making sure the dog's being entertained and keeping him out of the way <laughs> so he's not jumping on the table trying to eat the pizza. It. It's a very much a team effort, and I don't like to take too much credit for how the f- photography is I can take credit for how the pizza looks um, but photography wise my wife is very much in charge <laughs> um but I have learned a lot from her, so I do feel like i can I can go into that um I think. The key the key is to you, you have to think about the whole package and what a term that um, I learned quite early on from my wife was um, to dress a photo so it's not just holding a pizza and taking a photo of it you've got to think about how it looks and what you what you could maybe put around it or put it on just to make it look, make it stand out. Because at the end of the day, no matter what anyone says, Instagram is a photo-based platform. Well, it's reels and videos as well, but it started out as a photo based platform. So it is visual. Yeah, that's that's a good a good way of looking at it. So you've got to make it look as nice as possible. And just putting those little extra touches it might mean that your pizza's is going to cool down a little bit before you can eat it. But these are the things that you have to be willing to accept to, to hit those good photos. I mean, I've invested in a few, like, photo backdrops, like vinyl, uh, different patterns of, like, marble, slate, things like that, just it just it just elevates it and it just makes it look nicer and and think about the other things that are in the photo so if you're taking a photo make sure you've not got something in the background i don't know some some pots and pans you know it's it's things like that which make it stand out or if you're taking a, if you're taking a photo with the pizza holding it don't get your feet in it or little you know you know what i mean like just little it's just noticing like other things that might be in the photo which would detract from the actual pizza because that is what you're photographing that's what you want people to look at you don't want people to be looking at it going oh, look at all that in the background. Like you want people's focus to be on what you want them to look at. So because I remember in my I think the first photo I took of a pizza on like day one of making my first ever pizza in my uni, I think I held the pizza up on, on a peel and there was all sorts of rubbish in my garden, like the there's just stuff everywhere, and I remember I remember my wife saying to me, "Like, you don't want you. You could have just turned around that way, and nothing's in the background." And but it, but I didn't think about it. And I think you're either, I think it's a for, a form of being crea- creative and just knowing what to how to visualize something before you actually do it. So that's something that. I do a lot of now, I think about the photo before I've made the pizza. So I'm prepared, I've got everything I need, say if I'm putting, if it's say a margarita, you might want to put a few tomatoes around it or some olive oil or something like that. So it's think about what you're going to do before you actually make your pizza and then you're more prepared and it can be quicker then as well (laughs) and it won't cool down as
0: much. (laughs) I love that. Um, you're thinking ahead of what you're going to need so that you're minimizing the time that your pizza gets cold. <laughs> no, but really, though, just like seeing the full picture of what you're trying to um, present on your Instagram so that it comes out the way you want it. I've been so guilty. I used to keep my trash bins. I have very. I live in a very uh, small-sized lot right? And I live off of the main road. Um, And so where we keep our trash bins used to be inside of our backyard, but now we've found a little spot outside where it's out of the way. I moved my tables to a certain area. um, And then I have this third uni table that they sent me. And I now uh, make sure that before I start cooking, I'll clean it right because all this dust is accumulating. I'll clean that. So it's sparkly and clean. I'll move it to an area that gets ideal light where the background is, a uh, you know, a garden that doesn't look as dead or desolate as the rest of my backyard because it's not perfect yet. And, um, just kind of all those little micro shifts, like small details, just yeah, go away. I, I, I think that's
1: what I'm trying that's to That's a big. perfect way of summing it up It's small details. That make big differences. And I, one thing you did say, which I'll, I didn't think of at the time, is, is light. It's, it is so key. That, I mean, unfortunately, there are times of the year where you can't photo, do your photo, photos outside because of the weather. But if one thing I will say is, if it's dry, do it outside. Even if it's not, even if it's not sunny. Or really nice sunshine. Do the photographing outside because personally, I don't think you can beat natural light. It makes if i if I look at the photos that I post, which are done inside, I mean, I do have artificial light to to brighten it up, but the difference between those ones and the ones shot outside is just unbelievable really. So uh, that's a big, a big bit of advice. If it's not raining, do
0: it outside. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. Um, I first noticed this when I was on the explore page and I saw this pizza It instantly caught my eye and I was like, damn, that looks like it was taken outside. And then I clicked it and it was my friend uh, Brett from farm fired pizza, who's now pizza nerds. Um, and I looked at it and this thing had like, this thing had gone viral and I was like, Oh crap. It's because of the lighting. It's because when you are looking at the Explore page, what pops out, it's the brightest one. And so it took me a while to implement that. I noticed all of my shots were inside the home and it just looked flat or dark or what it didn't pop. But the minute I started baking outside and really the, again, the uni, uh, table, thank you uni for sending me an extra one by accident and then letting me keep it. (laughs) Now I use that to stage my pizzas and my Instagram has like gone night, night and day, like all of my, my last six photos of my, maybe, maybe three photos of my, Personal pizza making has gotten so much more engagement, more comments, and just because I've kind of started putting these small details, um, these ideas into play, and mainly the biggest game changer for me was just doing things outside, and I'm, I'm capitalizing on the on the the fact that it's summer. Yeah, I
1: mean the, the one thing I will say is it's not a, it's not like a criticism of people because I I was the same. I just think sometimes you just don't think. About these things, you just you just take a photo and, and you do it, and and I think it's not until, like I say, I'm lucky enough to have my wife who's very artistic and, and good with a camera, and who's 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 coached me a lot over over the last uh, two years, and I've learned so much. And I do, if my wife's at work and I'm doing some pizzas and making some content, I'm quite confident now um, doing it myself because I do know, I do know what I'm looking for now. I do know what I'm doing and that's, so I think it's just a case of just taking a step back and, and just thinking about those small details and they'll, they'll, they will elevate you, your you, fo-
0: your photos to the next level. I, I think what you said there was key knowing what you're looking for. And if you have an untrained eye or you're just starting off, are you, what, whatever the case may be, it's like sometimes you just don't know what you're looking for. So having that person to help you or having that experience to figure out what it is you want your end result to look like is just a matter of time and training.
1: Yeah, and, and also like it's the same with if you need help making a pizza, reach out to people and, and ask for help. And if you see an account where you really like the style um, that they have, ask them, ask them questions. And like I said, pe- people do ask me about that side of things as well. And like I say, that it's not as important as your pizzas, but it, it's a big part of running an
0: Instagram page, if that's what you're looking to, to achieve. That is so key, right? Because there's nothing in this like pizza lovers handbook that says you have to run an Instagram page. Right. But we ourselves are choosing to share our pizzas on a platform. And the reality is it's like, you can share your pizzas to no one and be completely content. Fine. Um, Or you can continue to get suggested to your pizza pals on Instagram that follow you. You may or may not, if the pizza isn't performing, um, And so really it's just about, do you want to put your pizzas publicly out there? And if you do, there are little bits and pieces that you have to consider when posting. And that's, uh, that's just, I think what we're trying to point out here.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, thank you for indulging me in that. I hope people got value in that. Um, I want to switch gears and talk about this amazing announcement that you just made congratulations you're an author thank you what how does yes <laughs> give me everything that you can yeah I'm still, get, I'm still getting my head around that myself <laughs> cheers man you like this is this is yeah. good stuff what um what is the book about Give me the who, what, where, when, why, how, like, uh, for anyone listening who hasn't seen the announcement, maybe take me back to how you even got approached first.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, it was towards the end of last year, I think it was October time. Um, I literally just got a, a DM on Instagram from someone who worked at a company called Page Street Publishing, um, in Salem um in America saying that they really liked uh, my account they'd they'd looked into all the way through my account looked into some of the some of the other work that I've been doing since I started and they they were really keen to see if I was interested in making um, my own recipe book um and I was a bit uh, blown away really. Um, I won't lie I, I always, treat messages like that with a bit of hesitation because there are a lot of fake things like that going around I've I've had things before where people have said oh do you want to be involved in this and it's not real and so I I always just be a bit hesitant um but and she's she signed off by saying if you've if you're interested, let me know who your agent is and I'll contact them. And I was like, well, I haven't got an agent for a start. I'm not, I'm just a, I'm just a part-time pizza blogger. (laughs) Um, But I did a bit of research. I looked into the company she said she was working for. I went through their website, um, just looking into to get a feel for it, really, and to see see if it was genuine, really, if I'm honest. Um, and it quickly became apparent that it was genuine. Um, so I had a bit of a think about it. I had a chat with the family and then decided I wanted to hear a bit more about it. Um, so we, we arranged a, a video call with the publisher and one of the editors. And they talked me through the vision that they had. Um, And then I quickly realised I wanted to be, I want to, I want to do this. This sounds like something um, I've been, I've been wait, I've been waiting for, for like something like this to come around, really. Um, And it just, it seemed right. So then then the ball started rolling from there, really. Um, we started discussing contracts, and the for anyone that doesn't know, it's called the Uni Pizza Project, which is obviously a bit of a spin on on my name because they wanted it to be have an involvement with Uni, the brand as well. It's not it's nothing official with Uni, but with being an ambassador, I wanted to get there. Um, UNI's approval to go ahead and write the book because obviously I'm going to be writing about their product, So I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I needed to to do that officially, but I wanted to do that because I thought it was the right thing to do. And straight away, UNI were great. They said, yeah, you've got the green light from us. So from that point, that was when it really started, um, Going ahead, really, and I think I signed the contracts contract just before Christmas, um, and then started writing recipes. From from then until um, June, June of, it's just been submitted to go to the copy editor. Um, and we also, rather than hiring a professional photographer, we decided that my wife Nikki was going to do the all the photography for the book as well so that's what I was saying about a team effort it it's just felt like a a progressive journey that we've been on together really and doing it it's been difficult because we've both got jobs and fitting it fitting it in has been that's been the most difficult thing is is the time making time to get it done it's um I think I did underestimate how much time it would take to get to this point, um, but it's been worthwhile. It's it's a proud proud moment, and I've been dying to tell people for absolutely ages. <laughs> so I've been I've kept my mouth shut for seven months now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been a long time coming, but it's been brilliant. It's been really. it it has been quite stressful at times and hard work. Um, But when you, when you get into this point, you start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and, and you start feeling really proud of what I've achieved because I can hand on heart say every word in that book has been written by myself. There's been no, no, what do they call them? Ghost writers, nothing like that. every, every word has, has come from me. And it's it's not just a recipe book. I mean, it's it's got, I think it's got about 50 of my recipes in it. So I've got my four master dough recipes for Neapolitan, New York, Detroit, and like a Tonda Romana thin and crispy um, pizza. So that's the basis of the doughs. And then you've got the different chapter with all different recipes in but it also gave me an opportunity to write about uni the uni products and how you use their products uh, which was really good i really enjoyed that because like i say i've i've got a big affinity with uni so feeling that they they've put they've put their trust in me to write about their products and that, that's a, a really good feeling as well. So there's a whole chapter at the start of the book devoted to using all the different types of uni products, all my tips on how to use them, how to get the best out of them. Um, and it also gave me the opportunity to give my story and how I got where I am and and also the thinking behind every single recipe in the book because each, each recipe has an introduction um, paragraph. Um, And that was my opportunity really to, to just show where, how these things come into my mind, because pizza inspiration can come from anywhere. And if you read my book, you'll realize I've had inspiration from some weird places like it can literally come at any point in any day and I think it I really enjoyed that side of the book not just writing recipes but writing about all the different pizzas and and how I got to where I am and and the big influences in my life like family members other other pizza makers like uni as a company it it was just really nice to get it all down in one place and I just hope everyone enjoys like reading that side of it as well, not just the recipes, but the um, the other side of it, because the nature of my job, I I'm an en- I'm an engineer, but I write um, instructions on how to do things. So writing a recipe like step by step is comes quite naturally to me because I've been doing it a, a long time but the other side of the book like writing the the chapter introductions and the the acknowledgements the the introduction to the whole book i found that quite challenging because i think you have to be quite creative in your writing and that's something i do struggle with a little bit and but but doing it has really i've really developed that side of myself so I feel like I've got more of an all round package now in in doing things like that. It's, it, it was a difficult part of the book, but really, really enjoyable as well.
0: That's amazing. Congratulations. I mean, it sounds like, I don't know, you know, I'm sure it's like, wow, you got approached by a book, but like the fact that, you're at this point where now you're making an announcement you must be just living off a high right now, I imagine yeah it's a,
1: like I say, it's a great feeling it's it's a a feeling of relief that I'm at the point where I've done most of the hard work now, um, so it is a big feeling of relief, but I think proud of of the whole thing really that's the biggest emotion
0: you should be proud. Um, when you say you're done with the hard work, it means you're done writing the book. Now you're just waiting on a few editorial notes, which is like a part of the publishing process. But, uh, now you are out and about, I assume you're going to be out and about pushing the book. What does that look like?
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the, there's a couple of small editorial steps to go through, but the, the majority of that side is done now. Um, but yeah, so it's all about getting the word out there now, and promoting it, and which Page Street as a company, I think they take the lead on that. But so they they do a lot of that side of thing, near, probably a bit nearer the time. So I think we're still quite early on in the process, really. But I think one thing I haven't said is it's got a release date of 31st of January 2023 so I think a few months prior to that date is when Page Street will kick in their promotional stuff but yeah I'm, I'm looking I'm still in the stage of looking at things to do to to promote it um I've I've identified a few uh, retailers, some big, quite big retailers, which we're going to approach, which already sell Uni products. So we're going to try and, and get some copies into those into those retail spaces um, to help sell the book. And I'm thinking about approaching uh, some local, local like radio and media to try and try and spread the word locally um, as well. Because obviously my friends and family will all know, but it would be nice to be able to spread the word in my local community as well. So we're still early on in those stages, um, but yeah, I'm looking at any 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 idea is a good idea. I think when it comes to promotion, really. <laughs> so yes, yeah, I'll, I'll be doing as as much as I can. Definitely,
0: I think uh, Arthur Bovino uh, had a great segment on our podcast episode when he talks about promoting himself and how you should absolutely do it and he talks about how he promoted his book so um i'm well i'd be happy to send that over to you or you can talk to him
1: i listened to that episode yesterday actually (laughs)
0: literally i literally
1: listened to that yesterday (laughs) so yeah i'll I'll definitely he's definitely something someone i'd probably like to get in touch with that because he he sounds like he knows he knows his stuff yeah
0: you know, you have the good thing is you have this network of people that can, if not help you directly, help you indirectly um, by or I guess help you by connecting you with somebody else that can help you if they can't help you directly. And so I'm excited um, to see how your efforts go. You, you're going to have to fill me in um, uh, probably early next year just just to let me know how it's going. But I wish you all the luck. Thank
1: you. Yeah, it's been, uh, like I say, it's been enjoyable. Really, I just feel privileged, really, to to be given the opportunity. It's it's not something I ever thought. Well, e- even recently, if someone had said to me, "You'll be a published author with your own recipe book," I'd probably have just laughed. It's just I still I still find it really surreal. I think that's the that's the biggest word that describes it so well, it's just really surreal. And seeing, like when I first noticed it was on Amazon to pre-order, I was just on Amazon reading about myself. And I was like, this is this is crazy. Like, it's just, it just doesn't seem right. But yeah, it's, um, and I remember, I remember <laughs> one of the biggest um, moments was, at, when my daughter found out I was on Amazon, she was like, what, you're, you're on Amazon? And I was like, well, my book is, not me, but yeah. And like she, she looked at it and, and I just saw the look on her face. She, she was really proud as well. And my wife's really proud of me and my, the rest of my family. And it's just, it's just a really nice feeling.
0: I'm I'm very proud of you. I'm and I'm sure the community is proud of you right now after hearing this announcement. Um and to think back to when you first got your oven, I bet you couldn't even imagine saying, okay, this oven is gonna come with a book deal in a few years or like in a year and a half. <laughs> I think my I think my opening line in the book,
1: I won't give too much away, but <laughs> is I think I say something like, It's fair to say my uni as is a complete life changer, or something like that. It, it and that's an understatement. It, it really has changed my life. Like, I just can't imagine what what it was like before. Really, it's like it's like when you have children. You can't remember your life, and you'll you'll obviously be having this feeling very soon. Um, you just can't remember what your life was like before they came along.
0: Um, it's, it's a similar, it's a similar, it's a similar feeling. That's amazing. <laughs> Who is this book for? I'm just curious to know. Who are you writing it with yeah. the, the end reader in mind?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, it's, I tried not to target too much of a specific audience, really. So I'll, I'll probably say, I'd, li- I'd like to think that any, any pizza maker out there can, can get something out of the book. Whether or not you're brand new, you've never made a pizza before, you will get, I think, a lot out of this book. its I've literally tried to take everything out of my brain and put it in the book. So so there's so many like little... We talk about little details... And it's little details when you're making pizzas as well, which can make big differences. And it's taking the time to do those details. So I think new pizza makers definitely will get a lot out of the book. And I think I think because I've added a lot of my little tips and tricks and things that I do, which may be different to... Well, which will be different to other people. I'd like to think someone... Who is a more experienced pizza maker could pick it up, read it, and go. Oh, actually, I've not thought of that. I'll I'll try that. So they're probably not going to get as much benefit out of it as a brand new pizza maker. But I think there's still benefit to be had um, fr- from anyone. And and although there's sections and and it's how to use an uni pizza oven, there's large parts of it that can be used, whether you're using a different oven, a home oven, it's not, it's, so I, I'd like to think it, it's, I've, I've targeted quite a large audience without being, because I think if you go too big, it's, it loses its um, appeal really, so I've, I've tried quite hard to, to get that niche, uh, in the market really, but time will tell whether I've, uh,
0: <laughs> whether I've achieved that. <laughs> it, it seems like, uh, the whole idea with, you know, you placing it near an uni, um, or like in a hardware store that sells uni products, it seems like you're targeting, you know, pizza makers, uni users. And yeah, I think there is a need for something that's visually captivating when you're buying um a new toy to experiment to make pizza with
1: yeah i mean the thought process in, in getting it in hard copies in 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 stores as well as being online is if you're if you're buying an uni oven um and then right next to it there's a book which tells you how to make pizzas in an uni oven if that was me, I'd be, I would be interested in that. So that's, that's my thought process. Cause I think the majority of the sales will probably be online cause we're in an online world now. Um, but I think targeting areas like that could be quite beneficial as well. Awesome.
0: Cool. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Is there anything else that we missed? Um, that we need to cover over the book. I mean, January 31st is the expected date. You can pre-order it now. That's currently the expected date. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, You can pre-order now it's available uh, on Amazon to pre-order. So go (laughs) (laughs) pre-order.
0: I love it. Um, I'm going to be, I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm going to be giving away a few books uh, for listeners of this podcast exclusively. Uh, so make sure to stay to the very end to find out how, but I want to support my boy over here and yeah, happy to be able to get these in people's hands. So make sure to stick to the very end to find out how. Thank you. Appreciate that, mate. Of course. What is next for you as, uh, uh, in your wild ride of pizza? Like what's calling your name after this? I mean, you know, January 31st is just around the corner, the book ships, and then you find yourself done with promotion. Where do you see yourself? Um, I'll probably take a bit of a break. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's a very honest and important answer. Resharpen that saw.
1: Yeah. I think it's important after doing, cause it's been intense. Um, I think it's important to recharge the batteries, um, ready for whatever does come next and. I don't know, really, is the honest answer. I, I don't have any specific targets or plans. I like to just just see how it goes, really. Um, and I think whether or not something comes on the back of this book, I don't know. I'd like it to, but you, you just never know um, what's going to happen, um, good or bad, And and I think... I think if the book does well, there may be scope to do a follow-up, um, which I think the way it works with publishers, I think there's a period of exclusivity with them. If they want to take an option up of a second one, um, I think there's there's a six month period where you can talk about that and maybe strike up a deal um, so we'll we'll see but that again it depends on how well the book does if if it does really well who knows but if it doesn't <laughs> if it doesn't do very well that might be the last book but I, I i try not to think too far ahead really because i think it can be very easy to get ahead of yourself um but i like to i've got this far without making any big plans or having any major targets and and i think i think i like to think opportunities will come of it but i don't know what I i don't know what they will be
0: okay solid advice and you know if if you're constantly just one project after the next and after the next and after the next and not giving yourself time to breathe or consider alternative options and really just be introspective with yourself like you'll just be on this like never ending wheel that, and then it leads to burnout. So.
1: Yeah. And and I think something I touched on earlier is I think I've, I, I want to be careful to, to, to make sure making pizzas stays fun because I don't, I don't want to steer away from that. It's, I've, I've managed to keep that up to now, and like I say, it's been a lot more intense making pizzas for the book because I've been making a lot to, to do all the photo shoots and stuff, so I've, it's been a lot more intense than what it was before, but I have still managed to to keep that fun element. And I think I do worry that if you, if I take on too much or I do something not right, for me, then if I start losing that, that fun, then it, it, it becomes different. It becomes more of a, a chore and that's something I really don't want to go down the road of. Yeah, definitely.
0: It it, it takes away the fun and then what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Solid. Wow. Um, we, that hour went by quickly and I want to start, (laughs) (laughs) of course, uh, I, why wouldn't have I expected that? I want to start wrapping up here and, and give us some space to go over a couple of questions that I always ask at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, curious to know what you're going to say here, but what is one mistake in pizza business or life, uh, that people can avoid?
1: Um, I think one thing, it's probably not a mistake um, that people could make, but I'd I'd like to touch on a subject which is probably a bit more about how to deal with a certain scenario, if that's okay. Um, And that's something that I feel quite strongly about, um, and that's negativity in the... Well, not just the pizza community, but the online community. Um so I think it's it's a subject and something that I've experienced myself and and I think it goes it's happening more and more now in the world, not just on Instagram, but I think I'd like because I've because I've had my fair share of it, unfortunately, um since I started out, um I think I'd just like to make people aware who who may have experienced it themselves or are yet to experience it and make them a bit more prepared for it because it does happen to a lot of people. And um, I think my advice to people would be try not to take it to heart and which is very very difficult to do i like i say when i first started when i got my first um bit of negativity it really it really hit me hard i didn't i didn't know how to deal with it it's not something i'd ever experienced in my life really um so i'm i'm a lot more hardened to it now it doesn't it doesn't affect me like it used to don't get me wrong it's not very nice when People are saying negative things about you, or you, or the things that you're you've made, and you're proud that you've made. Um, but I think if anyone is going through something like that, rather than just sitting there suffering on their own, because it does make people suffer um, in silence. And I think one thing I'd say is to reach out to people within the pizza community that you have got a connection with and that you trust because that people people will help you they will they will give for all the negativity you'll get from someone else they will give you positivity and it will and it will lift you back up and it's it's something that i've learned over time and it helps you it it helps you learn how to deal with it and it's just like I say, it's, it's not a nice thing to experience, but it's it's something that you can you can learn to deal with and and not let it affect you like like it maybe has done in the past. And there's plenty of people out there that will help you, and, and I, I can vouch for a lot of people <laughs> that have given me a lot of positivity when I needed it. Um, because people don't realise what effect it does have on people. One one negative comment on something could have could have a serious impact on someone's mental wellbeing and, and the way they feel. Um so just what making one flippant comment, it might not seem much, but if if you step back and think about what that person might be going through and, and how it might make them feel, I think maybe people will start thinking twice before actually actually doing it. Cause it's not, it's not nice. There's, there's no place for it.
0: You know, there's this old saying, um, I had to look it up because I wanted to make sure I used the right word. It's the straw that broke the camel's back. And so it's like, you can pile on a bunch of stuff on a camel and travel with it. Right. And the camel's okay. Um, but the minute you know, you're know you piling on too high and then you just put this little tiny straw that you th- may think is just weightless, all of a sudden the camel falls down, breaks, right? And you don't know if that one comment that you're receiving or the one comment that you're giving negatively breaks that camel or that person in behind the screen. And what you said is spot on. It's just find yourself... Find your find your tribe that will support you. Like when there are negative issues that come across your way, because they are bound to happen, especially uh, when you are "quote unquote" playing this game of Instagram. It's like you put yourself out there; people will target you. Unfortunately,
1: yeah. And, and don't get me wrong; criticism can be constructive. It, I, I've got no issue with people constructively criticizing but when when it becomes nasty and hurtful um that's the that yeah and personal that's the line for me and i, and I think like i say unfortunately I, I have experienced that on a number of occasions um and there's different ways of dealing with it i mean like i say reach out to people and you could instantly block and delete that comment and block the person from ever doing it again. um I don't like to do that instantly um that's something that is a last resort um which I have done, but maybe it's giving someone the benefit of the doubt. maybe it's a one off I don't know but um but don't don't feel like you have to ignore it i mean if if you're being targeted you can you can speak you can respond in a positive way you don't have to respond in the same manner or there's there's ways there's ways to do that and i think definitely don't respond in the heat of the moment always either sleep on it or take a step back and think about how you're feeling because you can make mistakes doing things in here to the moment, say things you might regret, and but like I say, there's different ways. In I think if if it if it if it is nasty, hurtful, and personal, to me, that's when the the delete and block option comes out because that that's just unnecessary. And but if someone's criticizing something you've made that can be more of a, of a discussion um, where you might need to educate the person to why you've done something that they believe is is wrong. So I think, depending on the form of negativity, I think they're, they're the best probably ways to deal with it. Um, so it's not really me answering a question of what mistakes can people avoid other than people maybe thinking about what we've just discussed and maybe if they've done that in the past to someone maybe thinking oh I'd not thought about how it made people feel so maybe that's the the way you can twist that answer
0: <laughs> let's put it this way there are a lot of you know learning opportunities here and for me what I thought of is that Um, other than what you've stated already is that don't let that other person, if you are the receiving on the receiving end of the negativity, don't let that other person win, whether it's, um, and winning you know, can have different definitions, but it's like, whether it's not giving them the last word or not letting them ruin your day. Um, and, and just, you know just not letting them win figure out what that definition is and and try to work towards that. It's
1: freaking yeah. I I think that's, I think that's exactly right. And it's not, the thing is it doesn't just affect the, the, the person who has that account. Other people see it and they, they might not be comfortable with it or like my wife sees all my comments. And if she sees negativity on my account, she, she gets upset. It does upset her, and that makes it even more annoying. When I can, I can probably deal with it myself, um, but other people might not be fortunate enough to be able to just bat it off. Um, and it, but I just think people don't think about the knock-on effects when they're making these comments. So I think, I think I'd just advise people to just think think before you press, um, post really.
0: Perfect. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for, you know, being vulnerable there for a second. Um, it's real. And so I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. What do you want to leave the audience with today? Uh, I want to leave on a positive note after that. (laughs) (laughs) Please.
1: Yeah. It, basically just a massive thank you because to everyone out there who has ever liked, commented, sent me a DM and anyone who has ever shown any form of support to me I just want to thank because looking back from where I am now with the book, being an ambassador and all the amazing opportunities I've had I wouldn't be where I am now without the whole community and we've touched on negativity there but i'd like to emphasize that 99.999 percent of the online community is incredible and so positive and supportive and so yeah i just want to thank everyone for, for for helping me along my journey really and getting me to where i am today um and my friends family Everyone really, it's just, it's an incredible journey and I just feel so lucky to be where I am today. And it's all because of people helping and supporting really without those people, no one, no one would have the opportunities that I've had. Amazing. And you for having me on again.
0: (laughs) Uh, I am the lucky one here to have your presence on the show and really just have a good time with you, Scott. Thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, it's been good. It's been really fun. I've really enjoyed it again. It's great.
0: Amazing. Cool. Well, we will chat soon. I appreciate you for being on. Take care now. Brilliant. Thank you. Cheers. Scott, thank you so, so much for being on the show and for being a great friend. Thank you for showing us what is possible when you pursue your passion for pizza. I wish you all of the success of the world, and I can't wait to see your pizza journey continue. To you, the listener, please go follow my good friend Scott on Instagram and then DM him and let him know what's good dope. Also, if you're listening to this show, do me one quick favor and share it. Share it and tag me so that I can enter you into a raffle to win a copy of Scott's book. You have until the end of the month to share, so if you're listening to this a little late after it's been released, don't worry, I got you but make sure to share it as soon as possible and tag me. Other than that, I appreciate you. I love you. Till next time. Peace.